We are so official. We made it back. It's twice. That's not that is not the intro. So you can start that over, please. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. You know what? I am going to be gracious enough to let you introduce the podcast. Oh, that's that's, that's so condescending of you. How how pleasant. You're welcome. I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is Last Name Basis. And we are coming to you from Brick Radio. Four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't done an improv intro song. Oh, my goodness. So, your your challenge, if you're up to it, is to give us a last name basis intro in a bluegrass motif. Mm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go topical up in this bitch <laughs> because I'm so inspired by the current events of the world. It's the end of the world oh, as we know it. It's, I don't even know if that's bluegrass. I don't know. It counts. It's not. But, it counts. But I get points for doing, you know, R.E.M. You gave us something. I gave us something. Yeah, but I know. You know, R.E.M., bluegrass, it's like the same thing. In a world that has given us nothing but fucking <laughs> anguish, I gave us a bluegrass-themed rendition of R.E.M. Since reason has gone out the window at this yeah. point. Um, if you have been, I don't know, living under a rock or maybe you just took a Molotov cocktail last week, which is what a lot of us wanted to do, um, we are living under what will soon be Donald Trump's reign as president. So, and reign is a good word there, I think. That's the only way that I can. Yeah, not a presidency, a reign. Yeah. He'll God. try. I mean, he'll, he'll do what he can to make it that. But before we get there, we actually Let's do have... some positive news. We actually do have some good news. Yes. Today is our three-year wedding anniversary. Yeah. So this is an anniversary podcast. Yes. At it's the... our anniversary. And do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's no, that I song by? It's by the, uh, <laughs> Nelly Furtado. No. No? <laughs> no. God. Thank God. R.E.M.? Thank God. You don't have a black card. It's bluegrass, though, right? No. <laughs> you really don't know this? No. It's I don't. by Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, God. Well. So, yeah, it's our three year wedding anniversary, and we are deciding to really celebrate this monumental occasion by acting like complete adults at Dave and Buster's tonight. <laughs> Which has become a tradition for us. That's where as we it, celebrated last year. We did year's it last year. Anniversary as and well. It was really, really fun. Like, I'm not even a big video game person, but, like, it was, you know, two for one. This is not sponsored. Um, (laughs) We, like, drank really cheap, fruity drinks, and we played, um, oh, the my favorite one was the Jurassic Park game. Oh, you mean the one where you stopped to talk about how pretty they looked instead of of shooting the dinosaurs? We were dying. Dinosaurs are awesome. Patrick's like, kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop shooting. I know. Oh, but they were really cool. <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the other really wonderful news, mm. especially in a world right now that is full of so much turmoil and anguish, I am so proud to accept your nomination no. as no. president of Last Name Basis. Boo. <laughs> Not my president. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Um, Patrick, would you like to give your concession speech? That's funny. No, I'm going to wait for all the results to come in. <laughs> uh, I won the popular vote. I don't know if you know this, uh, but the Electoral College uh, just screwed things up. This are is not gonna, a democracy. Are you going to blame Russia, Russia did this. <laughs> I know that they threw this election. Uh, and for the first time in history, we're actually, I'm actually thanking Florida for getting something right. They <laughs> overwhelmingly turned out in support of. We got like 100 votes total. We did a, we we did a Twitter poll. We votes. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, did, we did a Twitter poll and, and we got about 126 votes. Yes. Um, but the poll only lasted 24 hours. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, look at this. That's not podcast president material. It's not podcast. First of all, bitch, I set up the poll. I opened. I opened. (laughs) Which only makes it more suspect. 
You asked me to open. You didn't know how to do it your that's, damn self. That's also true. Okay? But, and then your ass came to me and you were like, how did you pin the poll to your profile? And I, <laughs> and I helped you. You did. You know why? Because you I'm did. a good sport. Okay. And I believe in democracy. And uh-huh. I wasn't going to participate in voter suppression <laughs> keep you from getting a fair shot. And I'll be totally honest with you. I I was shocked by the results. Really? I thought you had some pretty compelling. I almost voted for your ass. <laughs> I voted for myself. Though. I voted for me too, but only at the last minute when I realized that I could also vote. Oh. I was so busy promoting myself on Twitter. <laughs> you almost didn't register. I had, I had forgotten that I could vote too. <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited. Um, I'm in the beginning stages of assembling my cabinet. Um, Which is what? Filthy. Filthy. Kaya. <laughs> filthy. Kaya. Those are our dogs. I'm also thinking about um, Beverly from our apartment building. Oh, the one that can't talk in a in a low voice? Yeah, I think that she would be um, a great press secretary. Actually, I could see that. Because she's loud as fuck. She's so fucking loud. Um, I have also tapped the mouse that lives in our apartment to... <laughs> Not the uh, mouse. Yeah, I have. You know what? He's around so much yeah. that I thought... CIA? Yeah. Uh-huh. Something, you know? Something... Intelligence, for right. sure. Right. I mean, he is a bold motherfucker. <laughs> he interrupted me the other night while I was watching Insecure, and he was like, yo, this show is good as fuck. And I was like, uh, what are you doing here? Um, so, yeah, I am in the beginning stages of really pulling together what I believe will be a very strong team. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you can, uh, you know, you could really steer this ship, Fran. Well, I mean, I and in will... the name of a of a peaceful transition of power, yes, um, I am going to fight this tooth and nail. Well, I mean, I'm going to start another poll. You're not going to know about it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to start another podcast. <laughs> I was start, like, a, good. start a whole other podcast. Go ahead and try. <laughs> well, I already went ahead and um, have really taken my duties to heart and I really put together today's entire episode. Yeah, but so, you uh, <laughs> you forget, friend. I what? control the means of production. Yeah, so I'm going to edit all of this. <laughs> so I am like the shadow state here. <laughs> so you can go out and you can, you know, you can give your speeches and you can take your pictures and kiss your babies. But I'm running things. So we we will get to the actual like presidential election because how could we not talk about it, right? I mean, no, we were just is... saying before we started recording that literally everything for the last few weeks has been election and or Trump related. So there's nothing else. I was thinking of things that we could talk about. I even thought about. Uh, creating an episode where we could just provide some sort of distraction for people. Oh, I would love to do that, but it's on my mind all the time. I can't, you can't get away from it. And I feel like we would be doing our audience a disservice to not acknowledge. I don't think I could. The fucking Trumpocalypse. Um, So, yeah, I I think that, um, you know, fuck Florida, which we can say, right? Being from Florida, we can say that. Absolutely. And fuck the Electoral College. I don't understand that. What is well, what? I don't get it. Well, that's the sort of thing. I mean, I'm going to assume our listeners know how the Electoral College works. And, and without getting into details, it's kind of not the nature of this podcast. I mean, if you could give me a cliff notes, because <coughs> I don't understand. Uh, Isn't it like every important... state has a number of votes because of however many people live there and they did it to make sure it was fair? Close. Right? Yes. Uh, okay. Something like that. Right, right. So it just it's a system, though, by which you can have a popular vote um, that exceeds the actual uh, or by which a candidate can win by popular vote and still lose the election. And that's what happened. And right. that's what happened. It's happened in the past. Um, but that's the system. I'm not I'm not complaining about that. That's right. not that's not on my list of complaints. I'm complaining about it. My list of complaints is primarily stacked with how many people voted for Trump. Way too many. Done. Well, and also the fact that 49% of eligible voters didn't vote at all. Right. But that's pretty common. I yeah, mean, that's typical. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. It's but expected, it's, it's still It still, like, pisses me off. You know what I mean? It's just, like, I don't understand how many pe- how so many people could be indifferent. And, again, if you, if you were not happy with both candidates, 
that's fine. But those were not the only seats that were up for election this year. And that's we lost true. the House and the Senate to Republicans. And that's super scary. Well, we definitely had an opportunity to take some power back, which would have would have balanced it out with the Trump right. presidency. Right. And I mean, again, like I, I'm not happy that Donald Trump is going to be our president. But, you know, the, the point of having Congress is to hold our president accountable. And so with a little bit a little more balance of power, maybe I wouldn't be so nervous about that. And so to know that that many people didn't even think that. And then motherfuckers went in there and voted for Harambe. Like 11,000 people. Oh, my God. Really? I didn't see that. 11,000 people voted for the freaking gorilla that got shot at that zoo. Unbelievable. I mean, what is wrong with people? Like, this is not a game. This is not a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like... That really, really pisses me off. And I, I, part of me feels, I don't know, what do you feel about like what we're supposed to do moving forward? Because I'm, I'm honestly at a loss. I really don't, I don't know. Well, that's interesting because all the fallout that I've seen since um, Donald Trump became the president-elect has been scurrying to figure out what happened. Right. Right. And there's been so many different accounts. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, the people who are voting for Trump just kept quiet and didn't say anything. Oh, I absolutely think that that's what happened. Well, you know, there's this there's this what people call the alt right. Oh, yeah. Right. And and apparently within their circles, they were they were specifically and purposely being quiet about their preference for president. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a they have a huge forum on Reddit. I mean, Here's the thing. They weren't quiet in the sense that you can find them on Reddit and 4chan talking about this, but they were quiet in the sense that when they were doing the pre, pre-election pre polls, right. people were hanging up or just not you know, being truthful about who they were voting for. And I think a large part of that is because people know that there's a stigma attached with voting for Trump, but it's so strange. On the one hand, they're like, I'm not a racist. But they know that everyone believes Donald Trump is racist Mm -hmm. and he has been supported by racists. And now he has appointed a freaking white supremacist, proud anti-Semite to his uh, be his chief strategist. So he's run an entire campaign on racism. You're talking about Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, uh, yeah. The former, uh, what? Guy from Breitbart. Right, right, uh, Breitbart. I yeah. always get that wrong. Oh, God. Which is like a, pr- practically like a neo-Nazi it rag. It is the most disgusting, unless you're talking about Infowars, which is like, oh, like, Terrible. Um, I do have a few articles written about me there. So I'm sure. Proceed with caution. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he has done so many despicable things in his campaign to the point that people that are supporting him are either like super vocal about it or they're really shy. And and I would have to think that if you really believed that he wasn't as terrible, that you would be able to say, like, no, this is how I feel about him and this is why you're wrong. Instead, they're fucking cowards because they know that his views are controversial and hateful and there's a lot of people that oppose them. And as much as I'm upset with the outcome, I'm glad that more people voted for Hillary Clinton. I think it was like 100,000 or something. You mean the popular vote? Yeah, it was like a— it Overall? Was a, it, was, it was a good amount, actually. I, I don't know. I read that it was not that big of well, there were a lot Well, uh, there were a lot of votes that hadn't been counted. Right. And apparently they're still being counted. Oh, God. And apparently they generally favor Clinton, so— Like, what is the— oh. It just like why? But then there's all the infighting that happens afterwards, and all the finger pointing that's occurred. Have you yeah. you've been seeing all of this? Are right? you kidding me? My Hillary Facebook supporters are blaming the show. are blaming the Bernie supporters. The Bernie supporters were blaming the Hillary supporters. People are blaming Russia. I mean, I and know. there's there's some truth it seems to all of it, or to to at least a lot of this stuff. But it's really hard to tell from from the panic but I also that's don't, going on right now. Here's the thing. I don't think it's productive to blame anyone because, like, what does that do? That does not help us. And I think, yes, it is disappointing that so many people voted third party, especially in places like Florida. Right, the third party where, voters. Where Hillary lost by, like, 2 or 3 percent and then third party voters was around 3 percent. <laughs> right, right. That happened there's, in a few states. Right. And there's no way to know 
to say that those people would have gone ahead and supported Hillary. They could have just as easily not voted at all, which would have left us in the same position, or they mm-hmm. could have voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they are allowed to vote for whoever they want to vote for. I wish that they had voted for Hillary, but like, what does it do for me to be upset about it? And I just don't necessarily know that being angry at them is the answer. I would prefer to say, let's make sure that we can get people registered for the midterm election, Mm -hmm. which feels so far away being 2018. But look, we're almost in 2017, so I feel like it'll be here before we know it, and that's the best we can hope for? I don't know. I'm just so... I don't know. But on the as far as all of the blaming goes, I mean, the blaming, I I, I, I don't blame anybody for blaming other people. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and not because I think like it's... That sounds like some political <laughs> right? doublespeak. Good job. You're still Thank not you. the president. Uh, anyway, I don't blame people for blaming people because that's, it's part of it's the panic and it's a way to vent. Right. Right. And everyone needs a way to do that right now. But also it's it's part of the how did this go wrong? You right. know, it's part of asking the question, you know, was it the block that was so supportive of Bernie and then couldn't tolerate Hillary when Bernie wasn't the candidate? I think it you was know, a was lot. Was it the was it the people who stayed home and didn't vote? deliberately because they wanted to see the whole ship burn, you know, that sort of Fuck thing. those people. I know. I think it's ridiculous, but I saw enough of that online right. to know that some people those did exist. that. I don't, know, I don't know how many or if it made a difference. Um, but, you know, it's a way of sussing out what actually happened. And so it's kind of, it's kind of to be expected. You add to that the freak out, the national freak out that everyone's having, and, and you get a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blame. The thing that I'm really, really not here for and – you know, I'm interested to hear your take on it because you're not as tapped into Facebook as I am. And I've really. No, just Twitter. Right. And I've taken, I'm just not tweeting really at all. But on Facebook, I see a lot of people that I know from my personal life, either like high school or college or people that I worked with, who are really trying to minimize people's real concerns and anger and fear with, uh, you know, you got to just give them a chance. And Oh, the give them a chance is is absolute bullshit. bullshit. It's garbage. It's a lie. I cannot stand people that say that. And I actually posted this on my public Facebook page that Donald Trump spent eight years saying that our president was a Kenyan Muslim right. and saying that he needed to show him his freaking papers. Mm-hmm. He did that for eight years. And now there are people saying, well, you need to just you need to calm down and you need to take it and you need to we need to come together it's like fuck you like yes there's nothing I can do about him being the president but I'm absolutely allowed to be upset and I'm so tired of people using this false equivalency of oh you're being intolerant and you're supposed to be tolerant and uh, you're just as bad as he is by hating him it's like no, I'm not, right, I'm not that, as bad as the fucking know, bigot. The whole turning the table sort of thing to say your intolerance of someone who's intolerant makes you intolerant is, I mean, that's bullshit. That it's, makes It makes no, no sense. sense. And it's garbage. And it's really, I think it's designed for people just to harass you. I, that's the only thing I can, I mean, that's. Yeah, it's manipulative and it's abusive. It's just like a way to try and make you look like the stupid one when you are actually hurting and you have you know, very honest and valid responses to someone who has openly said that they want to reverse Roe v. Wade, that gay people shouldn't be able to get married, that maybe we should have a ban on Muslims. Like, what? Yeah. You don't work with that. That's not not workable. No. And me being upset about that is not intolerant. Like, that, that just doesn't make any sense. Right. No, that's just further intolerance on their part. Right. And I'm convinced of that. But that does leave the question, though, to what extent do we try to make the best of a Trump presidency or resist it with everything that we have? Because you have two options at this point. I mean, we can try to cause as much trouble as a, as a public yeah, as but we what can. It, what is that? But I don't know what that does. What, and when you say <laughs> cause trouble, what, what do you, what is, how does that manifest itself? Like I'm, well, for instance, people are marching. They're oh, protesting. absolutely. And, and that's great. And, and that makes sense. And that's one way to get things done. And but it's one protest, way to be heard. But it's not going to actually change the results of the election. Right. And I don't necessarily believe that that's the purpose of these protests. I think that they're more a sign of solidarity for the communities that are really scared right now. And it's also, um, you know, a public gesture to show Donald Trump that 
half of this nation does not actually want him and they're divided and that we are going to be really vocal throughout this presidency whenever we object to what's going on. And I know most recently, People are sharing information about how to contact your local officials to say that you are not okay with Steve Bannon being appointed as Donald Trump's chief strategist. And I've read a bunch of information about the fact that hashtags and online polls and all that other stuff doesn't really do anything but phone calls. Like people actually are are swayed by those things. So I'm glad that that's happening. But outside of that, I personally am wondering what are are we supposed to do? Because he's there. And I I think I read something about... Well, that's I think that's what people are saying when they say some of them. Because like you said, a lot of people are, are just expecting you to accept Yeah, uh, and they're calling you a crybaby. Somebody was like, right. oh, you whiny millennial. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm a millennial. My age has nothing to do with the right. fact that, I, oh, millennials, you guys want equal rights. Yeah. Like, you just, you you just told you me. Right. Like, <laughs> like, well, that one burned. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking douchebag. I was so I angry about this guy on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm about to have an aneurysm just thinking about this conversation. There's always one. There's like one troll that gets through to you. Oh, no. He wasn't a troll, though. That's the thing. I have no problem with trolls. I can be like, you know, they make me annoyed. But I realize at the end of the day, like, that's their main function in life. This is someone who I don't know him personally, but according to our Facebook, we have like 30 friends in common. He's from our hometown. He no doubt voted for Donald Trump. My friend's brother, my friend who is gay, his twin sister was on Facebook doing the same exact you're just as intolerant. And I was like, you know what? Ask your gay brother how he feels about Mike Pence believing that you can electrotherapy a gay child into making them straight. And she was like, well, I'm I'm not saying I support that. I'm like, no, but you're telling me that I shouldn't be upset about it and that I shouldn't be scared right. or worried for my friends and your fucking brother. Like, fuck you and she was like well you know good luck with your life like why don't you do something productive and i was like i will bitch. <laughs> i will i was like you know how that doesn't qualify as productive i was like i registered thousands of people in this election like I know for a fact that I actually did my part. I wasn't sitting on Facebook policing other people's emotions. And this was like the third day after the election had happened. And I just I just saw so many people saying, like, I don't understand why you're upset. And, and, and I just looked at them like, were you asleep the entire election? Right. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. And that's the amazing thing about this is that I feel like I just did cardio. P.S. <laughs> my heart. You I'm vented. Like, you're vented. I'm like, according to my Fitbit, I just did three thousand <laughs> steps. <laughs> On the positive side, I'm about to get swole. <laughs> you're already swole. Yeah, that is true. Have you seen my back? <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so has all of Instagram, and, and all Snapchat. of Twitter, yeah. and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen this movement of people wearing safety pins? Uh, what is that about? Because oh, I still don't understand that. I see a lot of people getting upset about oh, it. This is people just fucking asking for cookies in the most passive. Oh, and then I see people way. and well, explain to us what it is. Because so apparently, people who are self-appointing themselves as allies to marginalized folks who might be scared based on the results of this election, are wearing safety pins to show people that they are safe around them. Look, I'm not a racist. Oh, hence the safety pin. I'm not a bigot. I'm wearing a safety pin. And I think that this is very akin to changing your Facebook profile to a rainbow and then not saying anything (laughs) about LGBTQ rights or issues or challenging that bigot on Facebook. And it's like the same person whose friend is on Facebook calling me a whiny millennial or saying just give him a chance, you have a safety pin on and then you don't say shit to the people in your life who are actually supporting this bigotry. It's like the most passive. It's just like, hey, everyone, look at me. I'm not a racist. It's like a pass. It's like a way to walk between sides. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and not do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to see you in the street with a safety pin, and like, what am I going to do? Give you a fucking hug and just be like, thanks for not being a racist? <laughs> thanks, you don't get a Thanks for wearing that safety pin. You don't get anything. Really, uh, you really went out of your way with that one. Right, and you know, I saw this really great post that was like, so you won't wear a Black Lives Matter 
sweater shirt, but you'll wear a safety pin. It's like I will do something that is like the lowest lift possible, right? To say that I'm supporting and the most you. inconspicuous thing too. Uh, uh, oh God! <laughs> right? I can imagine somebody coming up to them and saying, "Hey, you have a safety pin clipped to you." And you them a saying, punk rocker? <laughs> <laughs> no, and them saying, "Oh, really? Oh, I thought I took that off earlier." <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see. I did. See. The yellow ribbon fell off. Sorry. I saw someone. Um, Someone from high school saying that they were getting a safety pin tattoo. And I just had to, like, I couldn't roll my eyes any harder. I was just like, sir, you have never, ever posted or said anything about, like, equal rights or LGBT folks or police violence. Like, Like, nothing. Like, I can scroll back through your Facebook wall and all you do is post pictures of your kids and your dog, which is totally fine. But now you're like, I'm gonna get a safety pin tattoo. <laughs> does he get does he get a lot of tattoos? Is this a guy that's got a ton of tattoos? Um, I don't know that he has a lot of tattoos. I think he has like one or two. Like okay. not visible. He's all not right. like all See, he's got sleeves and he just gets a, a safety pin on there. I would just be like, you're so that's... even more inconspicuous. <laughs> just like get over yourself. I mean, it's just it's just no work. And I think while I believe allyship is really important and it's something that I really advocate for, I'm not here for like christening yourself. You know what I mean? It's like wearing a sash. Like I'm okay with gays getting married. Like okay, that's everyone should. That's like you are being a decent person. Well, and the, you don't get something for that. The announcement of it or the effort to announce it to other people is very self-centered. Yes, and it very self-serving. It, it makes it all about themselves. You can be safe around me. Like, okay, right, great. Saying I stand for this, and it's like, well, you know, that's that's step one. Fine, right. right. And I think in that respect, it's really important to talk about what we can do because unfortunately, we cannot reverse Donald Trump being our president-elect. But what we can do is we can call out and call in people in our lives because I see I've seen a lot of people posting these general Facebook messages that are like to my friends and family that voted for Trump I want you to know I don't hate you but you know we need to come to it's like no what what are you fucking doing like right. granted that is your family or your friend but like you need to get the fuck off Facebook and go talk to them in person like why didn't you share some articles with them or challenge them when they said these untrue things about Hillary Clinton or when they shared these memes about Muslim people. Like, why didn't you actually do anything that could make a real difference instead of being like, save the pin on my shirt? Like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? 2,000 no. more steps. <laughs> yes. Just, just keeping track of that Fitbit. <laughs> I just quietly took my safety pin off and threw it under the table. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> thing that I think is really important right now um, is to just remember that self-care is important. And I talked about taking a break from Twitter and, you know, kind of checking out of Facebook. And the times that I really wanted to go ham on Facebook, I tried to channel that energy into something else. I've been hitting the gym a lot. I've been working on this project um, and this has really been like fueling me. Wow, I've been stress eating, um, <laughs> sleeping in. I've been, I've been, you know, self care, self love. Well, you know, podcast presidents, we don't really get to sleep. You know, what I mean? we get. <laughs> we spend all be, your time in the war room. We yeah, we do. We have to be ready for those late night phone calls. We have to be ready for late night Twitter arguments. Right. Um, these are all things that are priorities for me. I just want to remind you that that in the history of our podcast, mm-hmm. your biggest contribution has been showing up and bringing the listeners and, bring, <laughs> and bringing the I listeners. Know, but that doesn't and, count. And making the graphics. You oh, you did make the graphics. You know, and um, oh and, my and, god, and, okay, and, and, you build, did. and building our website. Uh, yeah, you built the website and uploading our episodes. Oh, yeah, no, all right. and getting us this studio. <laughs> I concede. Like, I concede. Come on, now you want to talk the talk, but you ain't got anything to back it up. Well, to be fair, what I, I put in my I put in my effort. You a lot do, of work. Yeah, you do, do a edit. Lot. You do edit. And work, I, I, will, you know? I will say. Look you, at you at your presidential posture. You've got your hand <laughs> on your hip. You're sitting up taller than I am. 
I'm stress eating now again. <laughs> you are wearing a suit. I'll give you that much. That's pretty fucking presidential. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I just. Yeah, you don't even own a pantsuit. There's no need to get defensive, Patrick, okay? <laughs> the election is over and you have lost. Let's, let's move into the science corner. Science corner. Are we are we on the science? Are we ready? I would like I would like to move into the science corner. I I could we could have gone to the animal corner first, but it's kind of depressing. And I think <laughs> we have we had enough depression. Yeah, I think we should take for a this break. episode. I think we should take a break from depressing stories and do something a little more fluffy and fun and upbeat. Excellent. So rats and mice are ticklish. That's the bottom okay, line here. Here's, okay, why? Yeah, Who the fuck is tickling mice? Okay. <laughs> One guy is spending all of his time tickling mice, and the videos are adorable. Tickling mice sounds like a euphemism for, like, doing something really dirty. Like what? I don't know, something dirty. I don't, I don't, I'm not following you, Fran. What are you talking about? You Could know, you be more specific? Hey, you want to tickle the mice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? It doesn't no. work? No. You have to do, uh, I, no. I made sure to do like a little finger movement yes. at the same time. But you time. look like Mr. Burns tickling a mouse exactly. when you do that. Exactly. Did you get your nails done? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. in these lights, they are blinding. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You can't see them. Um, a crystal tumor. Oh my God. Yeah, you know. This is the biggest one yet. No, this is not the biggest one. It stands, This. It's a. it's a cluster of pearls and... Fake diamond-looking things yeah, and that I stand have, about three centimeters off of your off of your nail. And then I have these beautiful like foils that like hit the light. It looks like a little stained glass window. It's oh wonderful. God, you know, what have you done? My presidency is all about <laughs> walking that fine line. It's all line. about aesthetic. It's all about. It's the, not. It's there's can no. Can you let? <laughs> no. Can you let your president speak? Excuse me. What is wrong with you? President, my president. Yes. <laughs> my presidency is all about walking the fine line between classy and trashy nail art, and so this. That screams leadership. <laughs> I know. The only thing that I regret is not putting the bling on the middle finger. Oh, yeah. That's really the way to show that you mean to And no one's even going to know you're flicking them off. I know. Um, so, yeah, uh, who is tickling mice and why? They're tickling mice to figure out exactly how it is people are ticklish as well. Oh. And they found out that Wait, you... wait, wait a second. We don't know why people are ticklish? No. Not yet. Really? It's like yawning, which didn't we put to bed on this podcast? That's kind of a play on words. Do we put that to bed? Yawning. Are you tell me it sounds like you're doing something dirty? No, no. I <laughs> you just want to yawn. No, I'm just. I liked you saying, "Didn't we put that to bed?" And we were talking about yawn. I don't know. I just thought it was cute. I'm trying to give you props. Oh, I see. I didn't even get it. Since Look, I'm just too clever. No, I'm just. I feel bad for you because you're a loser, and I feel <laughs> no. like I need to encourage you as much as possible. <laughs> oh my God! A week out from the election is not a good time. To be calling me a loser, I could. Before we started recording today, we we were taking bets on how how many times we would break down and weep during I know, this podcast. It's hard not to. <laughs> okay, so maybe tickling is the answer. But for real though, they don't know why tickling makes us laugh. No, not yet. But they're going to find out after they tickle enough mice. <laughs> <laughs> but they did find that tickling triggers um, activity in a particular part of the brain, um, which causes rats to giggle. And they giggle by emitting a series of really high-pitched squeals. I think they're even out of the human range of hearing. Really? Yeah, they just go, I don't know, you want to give us well, a... Well, you said that... I, I imagine dolphins... You just said that they're... they're out of the range of hearing. I know. I, know. So, I was going to so, try to trick you so, into doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, you can't trick me. <laughs> I'm too smart for you. Um, here's a question. Is it possible to tickle yourself? I can't tickle myself. I've tried. Ooh, that sounds really <laughs> gross. <laughs> tickle the mice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. I know. That's what you did. When you say it like that, it sounds real. Tickle the mice, baby. Like, that sounds disgusting. And then you're like, I've tried tickling myself. I have. I have. When I think about you. Because I wanted to see if I could tickle myself. myself. You did? Yeah. Well, I mean, this wasn't recently. It wasn't, it wasn't like, <laughs> I, was I like, wasn't like sitting at my desk today thinking, you know what I want to. What if I could tickle myself right now? <laughs> no. 
Um, but you have on our list that technically you can tickle yourself. What does yeah. that mean? Well, you know. Oh, that was the dirty joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically you can tickle yourself. You know what I mean? It's not, it's a different kind of giggle. It's more like a moan, but <laughs> I mean. In... No one's laughing. No. I mean, you could if you, if that was your thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't recommend tickling mice because it does sound really gross and weird, but I, I, we do have a mouse though, (laughs) so we can run our own experiments. (laughs) Okay. Wait, can we just talk about the mouse for one second? Don't think that we're gross. We do live in New York and mice are a very real part of living in this city. But here's the thing about this mouse. He's bold as fuck. Like he is not afraid to like walk around the corner and just be like, y'all, y'all got any of that dog food? Cause it was fire. And I'm just like, what are you doing out I just, here? I just gave up trying to get rid of him. Now we've I done, put a bowl had... of food out for Phil, a bowl of food out for Kaya and a little bowl of food out for the mouse. I don't understand how he's so smart that he doesn't go into the trap. Like there's a little route that he takes around that mirror. Mm-hmm. And so we put a trap right there, which would have been perfect for him. That motherfucker walked around the trap. I watched him walk around the trap. Yeah, they're really smart. They're smarter than dogs, I think. That's probably why our dogs haven't done shit. (laughs) That's why our dogs can't catch the mouse. They haven't even (laughs) tried. I didn't even see Phil. Phil, like, looked at him and didn't even do anything. He was so not enthusiastic or proactive. He sleeps all day as if he fucking works. And then when he has an actual job to do, he doesn't do anything. I've reduced myself now to trying to poison the mouse. And I really don't want to do that, but it's really the last option. So, Well, maybe we should like leave him some hateful <laughs> notes or something. Like, talk shit about his mama. I don't know. Offend him so he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm moving out. Like, get- tell, him, tell him we were Trump supporters. Oh. He'd be like, yo, I'm out of here. No, you know what? I bet that motherfucker voted for Trump. You think so? Yeah. Not I the th- mouse. Yeah, I think he would. I thought we were just starting to get along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have an animal corner, but it's kind of sad. Another sad animal corner? Wasn't our last one really sad? Well, I just thought that we could blame Donald Trump for, <laughs> sad for all sad things. Yeah, so let's move into the animal corner. Animal corner! Animal corner! <laughs> So according to the Siberian Times, uh, in Siberia, they are thinking about possibly killing almost a quarter of a million reindeer in order to minimize the spread of anthrax. And the only reason that they have a problem with anthrax is because over the summer it was super hot and a zombie bacteria emerged that was like super old and apparently it was anthrax. And now, like, people are in danger because of the reindeer, and Christmas is canceled. (laughs) So... So wait, it melted out of the ice somewhere? Yeah, it was, like, trapped in the ice, and because we had a super hot summer... We can. Actually, we we will be able to blame Trump in short order. Yeah, because he doesn't think global warming... He thinks global warming was invented by the Chinese. Oh, perfect! A reason for him to blame the Chinese for stealing Christmas. That's what he's gonna do. That's been his goal all along, just to blame China for stealing Christmas from us? Yeah, the Chinese and Starbucks have stolen Christmas from us. Because, you know, people are upset, again, that Starbucks is doing cups that aren't Christmassy enough. Like, they don't have snowmen on them or Christmas trees. Interesting. They're not even fighting for crosses and, and oh, images no, 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 of Jesus? No, no, no. There's never been crosses. <laughs> they just, in... They're just like, but don't take our Christmas tree, goddammit. No, they're like, we will ignore anything that actually hurts our planet and animals even associated with Christmas, but don't you dare take our cups with <laughs> reeds and snowmen on them. Take the reindeer. Yeah. You can kill all the you reindeer. Can keep the reindeer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking that if we do this campaign of, look, Christmas will be canceled because of these reindeer dying, maybe we can get them on board I don't know. I'm just trying to find a way to save these reindeer because... Oh, really? I oh, no, feel... the reindeer are done. Yeah, no. We're just going to have to cut them loose. Ugh, I feel terrible for them. What about Rudolph? <laughs> <laughs> but if they were in- infesting our apartment, we would be poisoning them right now. 
That's true. <laughs> or we would, or they would be fucking buddying up with the mouse, knowing our apartment. Jesus. Okay, let's do a listener letter. If you would like to email us, we would love to hear from you. You can do that at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Patrick, take it away with this week's letter. Okay, this one comes from Aria, and Aria writes, My name is Aria, and I love listening to you guys discuss your relationship. I'm a black woman dating a white man, and we're very opposite. With the recent election, things have been all over the place in our relationship. I posted multiple things after Trump won, and I got into an argument with a white girl that happened to be friends with one of my boyfriend's family members. I calmly read her for filth. <laughs> Get it, <girl>. Nice work. <laughs> and then my boyfriend felt that I was acting out of my character. Well, I wonder what that means. Mm. He told me that I was being stereotypical, although I felt that I was finally speaking my mind and defending myself. How do I go about explaining to him my fears of living where we do with the recent president-elect as a black woman in an interracial relationship? Woo! Yeah, this that's is, a lot. This is a lot. Like, let's just reference the first half of this episode where we talk about how we have no idea what, what, to, do. what to do. <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that your boyfriend feels like it's appropriate to tell you that being angry is somehow stereotypical behavior. Like, that's some fucking bullshit. You're allowed to be angry. There's nothing stereotypical about being black, being a woman, and being angry. She wasn't even that angry. She calmly read this woman for filth. Yeah, remind him of that. (laughs) No, here's the thing. Even if you didn't calmly read her for filth, you're allowed to be angry. And I'm so tired of people using anger as a way to invalidate real feelings, you know? Like, the fact that you're angry doesn't make what you had to say or how you feel any less rational. And this is absolutely a time that you're allowed to be angry. Now's a great time to be angry, in fact. Absolutely. And I, and it, and here, again, the election is still very fresh. And so far, you know, he's now appointed a fucking white supremacist. So I would ask your boyfriend, why the fuck ain't you angry? Because you should be angry that our president feels comfortable giving a leadership position to a man who says very openly that he hates Jewish people and that he doesn't want his child to go to school with Jewish people and that he believes white people are oppressed and we need to make sure that they have better protections and more rights than people of color. Like, this is not hyperbole. These are things that this man has said. And the fact that our now soon-to-be president feels confident Having those types of people advising him is very scary, and I'm sorry, but your boyfriend ain't shit for trying to diminish your feelings that way. Right, telling telling her that she was acting like a stereotype. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But you, you know what I think this shows, and this shows what a lot of people have been talking about for a long time and, and is apparent from the election, is that, you know, that white sentiment is very delicate. And mm-hmm. once you poke it, it gets inflamed yeah. very quickly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I, to me, and I, obviously we don't have a lot of details here, but this is a good example of exactly that phenomenon. Yeah. Which is somebody gets upset about something that's reasonable, but they can't separate themselves from the group of people that actually harbor prejudicial beliefs. Well, I think that sometimes that's partly because they have those beliefs. Like a hit dog will holler. I got into a conversation with someone on Twitter recently about this, and I was trying to explain to them that that's exactly the case. These people are getting so upset, and they're, they're saying, why are you so upset about sexism, about racism? And what it comes down to is that they can't separate themselves from that prejudice because they hold that prejudice. And they don't have to deal with that prejudice. (laughs) And they don't have to suffer the consequences, which is part of the reason they have that prejudice, right? right? That allows that prejudice to exist in their mind. But it's interesting because people will constantly say, you know, racists need to X or racists are bad, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you see people respond to that, people who don't believe that they're racist, that they're racist or that they're sexist, but they're so aggressive. Aggressively responsive. It's so clear that they see whatever it is in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can distance yourself from that, I mean, it takes some real honesty. You actually have to weed those beliefs out of yourself if you have them. But if you can do that, then you can realize they're not talking about me. Well, I think I'm not part of that problem. And when I see people act like this, all I can think is you're upset because that's you. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's what you really have to address with your boyfriend is the fact that he's more upset with you standing up for yourself and what you believe in than he is with this family friend or, or whoever this person is sharing her allegiance for Donald Trump or trying to shut her down. And I think that if this person is your partner, that you guys are a team. And you would that, think you'd be on your side. You would think that that means supporting you and asking you. It breaks my heart that you're writing to us to ask us to tell you or help you convey to him how you feel when what I would think a reasonable response would be if your partner is upset about something and you don't understand why, that you would say, instead of saying, you're acting like a stereotype, stop acting like that, I would hope that they would say, well, why do you feel this way? Like, help me understand what you're feeling and how I can help you. Like, that's what his job is as a partner and vice versa. Like, that's how it works. And, you know, I don't want to tell you what the next step in your relationship is, but I think you both have to have a really serious talk about the fact that you have experiences as a black woman that he is never going to have, the same way he has experiences as a white man that you are never going to have. And those experiences are very valid, and he has no right to tell you how to feel about those experiences or to tell you that how you express yourself about those experiences is not appropriate. Like, if you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, do what the fuck you need to do. Absolutely. And sometimes that includes scalping a bitch on Facebook. <laughs> and I I am totally here for it. Like, I have no problem with you doing that. Whew. Yeah, I, I don't think you need to handle anything. No, I do think that you should talk to him, though. And we support you. I'm sorry that this is something that you're dealing with. And A lot of us are dealing with, but you got to lock that shit up. And if he is confused as to why you are upset about Donald Trump's presidency, his ass must have been asleep the past year. Because, like, how could you – I mean, you could just make a laundry list of reasons that you feel uncomfortable. I mean, just – that's the real – I mean, that's (laughs) the thing about about electing Trump is that he screwed himself on every other possible – viable reason to elect him. Yeah, how are you going to lead a country of all these types of people when you shit on all of them? There is nothing left. And not only did he just come with with nothing to offer, right, and a history of screwing people over, but then he went on to belittle pretty much every type of person out there. Except for straight white people. He even got them. He was was insulting (laughs) veterans. You know what I mean? That's true. And these white men take that very seriously, even the ones that are not in the military. Yeah. It kind of is part of that culture. But it wasn't enough, apparently. But it wasn't enough. That's what I'm saying is it really didn't matter at the end of the day what he did, what he said. And this is where I think it is glowingly apparent that the reason that he was elected president was due to racism, yeah, and bigotry, yeah, and misogyny and and sexism, like that, because there's nothing left. There's yeah. literally nothing left. That's to what point he to campaigned on. And say and say, hey, this is the thing that really attracted me to Donald Trump. I know one person, one person who had something that I spoke with personally. What did they say? This is really, <laughs> this God. is really interesting. So this is okay. So this is our what, uh, what's going on in Brooklyn. Okay, sure. Let's. Oh God, are you talking about our that guy in our neighborhood? Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Okay, I have a so, story about him too. So, so our neighbor who who's black is in is very. Is he black? He's well. He's certainly he's not something. white. Okay, because I I don't. And I think he's black. Okay, um, he could be. I, his it, his card is in question. Honestly, but it, he's not. He's not white. He's not Trump's favorite person. I no. can say that. Okay. Okay, so he's a a very vocal Trump supporter, and I've butted heads with him so many times just walking around, running into him. Very nice guy, otherwise. Yeah, it's so weird because he is honestly, the day that he mentioned Donald Trump, I was so confused because I was like, you realize, (laughs) first of all, most of the times I see you, you are inebriated walking around our street yelling and being loud. I mean, he's nice and friendly, but he's clearly on drugs a lot of times. You I think he drinks. I don't know if he's on drugs. I think he drinks. He's under the influence nine times out of the ten times that I see him. Right. Okay? That's fair. And you are visibly brown. I don't know what you are, but you are not white. And you are the type of person that Donald Trump calls 
into question as good for our country, a good type of person to be here. It's like fucking Stockholm Syndrome. I don't understand why he supports Donald Trump. What did he tell you? Agreed. (laughs) God, this is Well, he said many things. Okay, so the first part of this, why he wanted Donald Trump to win, and that's because he's from Coney Island, and the Trump family invested a lot of money there and apparently helped build up Coney Island and make it what it is today. So he was from there. He said he met them. They were nice to him in person for whatever 30 seconds that he spoke with them, and they had a positive influence on the place that he grew up. Okay. So he had a positive impression of the Trump family. Family. Mm-hmm. And that was that was pretty much it. But here's what blew my mind was that after Hillary lost and he knew how depressed I was going to be about it, he came up to me and he was so kind and so considerate really? in offering his condolences as to Hillary's loss. And I was like, okay. A brown Trump supporter just came up to me and was very, very kind and considerate. Okay, so— And I was like, I don't know which way is up anymore. Okay, Honestly, so I don't. Okay, so this guy is the weirdest guy. Okay, so he loves our dogs. Every single time I see him, he's always like, hey, puppies, I love you so much. He like does, <laughs> That's a, a good impression. He has full-blown makeout sessions with Phil. I'm talking like tongue down Phil's throat. I mean, it's it's very disturbing because I'm like, <laughs> Phil licks his butthole like all day. Like That's that so is really gross. gross. Okay, so he's always super friendly to me. We always have like great conversations, whatever. I was very surprised when I found out he's a Trump supporter. Right. One day, I was walking, and he was ahead of me, and this white girl brushed past him. I think she kind of hit him when she was walking by, and he blew up in a way that I had never seen him before. He was like, fuck you, bitch. Get the fuck out of our neighborhood. I don't want your white ass around here. You don't own Brooklyn. I do, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. It was really (laughs) scary because I had never seen him act like that. And now you're telling me that he came up to you and was really nice. This today, while I was making lunch, who do I hear screaming outside? Him. Screaming. What was he screaming I'm about? a fucking American. I'm an American and I live here. I was like, what is going on? And he was arguing with Beverly about the election outside. And the two of the, them together. The two loudest people the, within five miles of our apartment. The two loudest people in Brooklyn <laughs> were screaming at each other. And I couldn't believe it. But. The way he was speaking to her was not friendly, was not positive, and I don't know. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the fact that he spoke to that woman that way and then he was speaking to Beverly that way, I don't know. He's always been friendly to me, but I just feel like I'm seeing something in him that is very creepy and strange. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the guy. We just see him on the block. No, we don't know him at all, but there's something really off about him just alone the fact that he is brown and supports Donald Trump, and then I saw him scream at that girl, I just, I don't like it, and he will not be making out with my dog ever again. I don't consent to that, and, like, it's going to, I'm putting a stop to it. <laughs> well, Aria, we did get off track here. Um, I'm really sorry about your boyfriend. I hope that you can talk to him and move forward in a positive and productive way, but please remember that how you feel is important and valid. Yeah, I say reach him if you can. Don't strain yourself. Yeah, otherwise you might need to, you know, to the left, to the left. Thanks for your email. Make sure to hit us up if you have a question. lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, I think we're ready. Florida man! Let's do this. Florida man. Okay, so if you are new to our podcast, (laughs) Florida man is a segment where I bring Patrick Florida man headlines, and he, as a real-life Florida man, has to tell me which one is fake. We are not just shitting on the state of Florida, which we encourage all of you to do, especially post-election. We are from Florida, um, and so this is all in good fun. Please tell me that three of these— our Florida man votes for Donald Trump, <laughs> and one of them is Florida man votes for Hillary. No, I that would have been— Easiest Florida man ever. That would have been really, really clever, and I, I almost did something similar because I saw a headline that was like, Florida men vote for Donald Trump, <laughs> or like, make fascist our president, or something like that, which was super funny. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, fascist for president. So I, I had so many Florida man headlines that I enjoyed that this week we're doing five headlines, 
and only one of them is fake. There's no rigging here. This is a legitimate uh-huh. Florida man. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Because now you have to tighten up because now you're podcast president. Exactly. You exactly. saw those comments. That sealed the deal for a lot of people. It still didn't win you the, the fact that <laughs> I know it didn't. Some people actually liked that I rigged for Florida man. They thought that it showed, you know. This that is some bullshit. I feel like I got burned on this one. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, headline number one. Florida man tosses alligators through Wendy's drive through window. Yes. In fact, we used this one on a previous podcast. Oh, okay. Well. So I know that that one's real. Okay, great. Also, I threw that alligator through the Wendy's window. <laughs> so. Number two. Florida man caught driving naked with wires attached to his genitals. <laughs> yep, that's real. Number three. Five Florida men arrested for trying to vote naked. Mmm. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve judgment on that one. Number four. Florida man caught having sex with horse says it seduced him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny, right? Um, number five. Florida man wakes up with a headache after his wife shot him in his sleep. <laughs> I saw that. That's real. Um, I think the seductress horse... The horse that seduced the man, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's fake. No, it's real. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) In his defense. In his defense. Oh, my God. The horse was his neighbor. No, you've been holding on to that. I could see it. Oh, my God. That was really bad. The other option. Look what Trump's doing to us. The other option for that joke was to say, that's nasty. (laughs) Um, No, the fake headline was five Florida men arrested for trying to vote naked. Oh, really? Yeah, I did a good job with that one. You know what? My my Florida senses were tingling on that one. I know, but it seemed plausible, right? It was timely. You're getting better at this. You know? There was nudity. Yeah. Did you meet with the outgoing president? Is that what happened? Wouldn't it be really funny if meeting with the outgoing president was just you and I meeting? It was just it was just another episode of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? I will say that you almost got it right because I saw your Florida senses tingling. God, that sounds gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tickle the mice. <laughs> That's a saying in Florida now. Tickle my Florida sense. (laughs) Please keep sending us Florida man headlines. If you do that on Twitter, please don't tag Patrick in them. He knew two of them because I think a few people tagged last name basis when sharing these Florida man headlines. Yeah, I saw the the man shot in the head. Oh my God. Could you imagine he woke up with a headache and it was because he had been shot in the head and he's still alive? I don't know. I don't know what the worst part of that story is. What a Florida ass shooting. She couldn't even kill him. Like, you didn't even do a good job. What kind of weak ass bullet are you using? Florida bullets. Florida bullets. (laughs) God, everything about Florida is the worst. Just want everything handed to him. All right, let's. Finish up this week's episode with a little slanguage beef. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, again, if you're new to our show, um, when I've actually had the time to do some research, I bring a phrase or word that is popular slang on the Internet or just in the ethos. And Patrick has to try and figure out what the word is. So, are you ready? I'm ready. This week's slanguage beef word is... Shook. Shook. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Can you it. use it in a sentence, please? No. Okay. That's Shook. not how this works. <laughs> Why would you ask that? It's the, the, the rules have not changed. Shook Shook is when you when you really you rattle somebody. You say, you know, you you were you were shook. Like, oh, oh he shook him when he um I don't know, when he mentioned that he had cheated on his girlfriend in front of his girlfriend. Okay, the way you used it was not correct, but your definition was correct. Shook means scared or hesitant or afraid. But you don't Wait, say I think that's but that's but no, you don't that's say barely you, a slang use of the word. I'm just way I'm getting ready to give you a little context. Okay. You don't say you shook someone. You say I'm shook. Or right. you say he's shook. Is this even slang? You just no. It is. A... It is. This is a real thing. You don't say like she shook him. Mm-hmm. You say I'm shook. Okay. Or you say you know like during the debates when Hillary Clinton was mentioning the steel built in China, Donald Trump was shook. I'm <sighs> shook because of this election. That's so sway. 
<laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I was sense. trying to use some you were of saying, my past You were trying to use house language. Slay? Yeah. House yeah, maybe. is not, that would not fit in here. Okay. Okay. So this is just one more reason I why tried. you are not fit to lead this podcast. I tried. If you would like to send us some language beef phrases or just tell us what you thought of this week's episode, you can do so on Twitter using the hashtag last name basis or tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. At tie optional. We would love to hear what you thought of this week's episode and how you are taking care of yourself in the Trump apocalypse. Again, thank you to everyone that voted for me. I am so excited to be your podcast president and usher us into this new productive and hilariously produced <laughs> oh my God. era of last name basis. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Brick Radio.